Nowadays, it seems like just about everybody is wearing some type of an activity tracker, whether it's their Apple Watch, the Aura Ring, a Fitbit, the Whoop Band, like people that don't even work out have these things and they have a grasp on their step count, their sleep quality and all these different metrics. And on today's episode, I wanna talk about whether these things are worth it or a waste because they're just distracting us from everything else that we should be focused on. Have you ever had a dream that you could you could do anything? So the question is this, how are busy people like us working full-time, raising kids, overcoming everything that life throws our way? How do we prioritize ourselves, accomplish our health and fitness goals, and build a body we're confident in? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Merritt, and welcome to the Beyond Strength Show. Worth it or waste, these fitness trackers. I'm gonna start with a story, true story, about my first interaction with a fitness tracker. And I don't even know if I wanna call this one a fitness tracker as much as a sleep activity tracker. And it's one that's gotten really popular lately because it's uh, being used by the NBA. They just signed a deal with the UFC. And it's called the Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. And it's awesome. I've been using it since 2016, I think. And I actually started using it months before my daughter was born, who was about to turn four this April. So I've been using it quite a while here. Um, and, you know, what was going on is that I just felt like my sleep quality wasn't that great. I was probably in bed like six hours a night. And we'll talk about in a little bit why I um, emphasized in bed six hours a night. Uh, my sleep quality wasn't that great. And I knew that my energy levels weren't what they could be. And I also knew that that was probably a hindrance to really getting the results that I wanted out of all the effort that I was putting into the gym and, and my nutrition and everything else. So I started using the Aura Ring. And uh, number one, a lot of people said I was crazy because again, I had... Uh, a baby on the way and everyone's like, you're not going to improve your sleep with a newborn, you, you know, it's going to be up, feedings overnight, everything. I'm like, that's fine. That's totally fine. But the crazy thing is, is that once I started measuring my sleep, I'm a pretty goal-oriented person. And, you know, whether you are or you aren't, once you can see a gap, once you can see, oh, I want to be accomplishing X, but I'm currently, you know, back here at A. <laughs> Uh, and you can see that gap. I guess some people might just be like scared off by that. But I think a lot of us look and it's like once we realize, oh, this is where I am. This is where I'd like to be. We could start to go, how might I inch towards that? Right? So once I got a, a, a dose of reality of what was really going on with my sleep, it was cool because one, it made me curious. Made me curious of like, wow, like even when I am asleep, like my sleep quality isn't that great. I wonder why that might be. So next thing you know, you're looking up things of how to improve the quality of our sleep, how to get into deep sleep, how to um, get more REM sleep, 
and it starts to drive your behaviors. That curiosity starts to drive your behaviors as you get uh, potential answers. And then you run those answers and you see what happens with the data. Um, and it starts to not just you know drive experiments, but you start to see what works through those experiments. And then it starts to actually change your behaviors. And that's what happened with me is over a period of months, I went from being in bed probably six hours of sleep. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not six hours of sleep, but in bed six hours a night. And once I got the data, finding out, well, if you go to bed at midnight, I wasn't going to bed at midnight, but this is just easiest for math purposes. If you go to bed at midnight and you wake up at six, you did not get six hours of sleep. Number one, um, there's some latency before you actually do fall asleep. Plus, you're not asleep the whole way through the night. Even if you're not a person that like wakes up and stands up, there's still periods where you are uh, awake, even if momentarily, and, and you don't even really realize it. So once I saw that data of like, oh crap, I'm justifying myself as well, at least I'm getting six hours of sleep, which still isn't great. Um, then I get the data that says, no, you're not getting six hours of sleep, dude. Some nights you're getting like four hours and change, but you were in bed for six hours. Okay, well, let's start going to bed earlier, right? Behavior, go to bed earlier. Then it's like, man, I'm not hitting these different sleep stages and through curiosity learn like, oh man, that, that glass of red wine that you're lying to yourself and saying is a healthy thing uh, to have with dinner, whether it might be, might not be in different ways. You're actually seeing here that on the nights you have it, your resting heart rate's higher and you're not getting into different sleep stages as well. Um, your HRV isn't as good, uh, which is heart rate variability. It's basically just a measure of, of how stressed you are. Um, and on the nights that you're having, you know, red wine or a heavier meal, whatever, like you're not getting as good of quality of sleep. And so you start to go, all right, like let's, let's get rid of that on more nights and see if it does in fact improve. And it does. So without getting into all the nitty gritty of it, it was not a waste at all for me with the aura ring and something really, really interesting happened. I don't remember how many months in I was, I was, I was a ways in and I broke the aura ring. I was demonstrating something at the gym one day. Um, I jumped up to grab onto the bar to hang to demonstrate something with pull-ups and the ring like shattered in my hand and I was like, oh no. And they were, um, there was like a weight to be able to get them. And so I actually went at least a couple months without the ring. And even when the new ring did come, I didn't start wearing it right away because I was so used to not wearing it. I was wearing my wedding band again at that point. Um, but the interesting thing was that all of the behaviors that I had developed because I was wearing the aura ring had become habit and I stuck with all of them while not wearing the ring. And so just in my experience with just the aura ring, worth it or waste, 100% worth it because it changed my behaviors and it changed my behaviors beyond just being dependent on that piece of technology. So for us to be able to answer the question, fitness trackers, worth it or waste? You know, it's it's really for you to decide, but, but my stance is if it drives your behavior beyond dependency of that tracker, completely worth it. Now, is that to say, it drives your behavior, but if you don't have access to the tracker, you don't really know where you are and therefore it doesn't drive your behavior. Is it a waste? Not necessarily, not necessarily, but I don't think it's as worth it 
And so bringing it to today, uh, I've been wearing the Apple Watch, I don't know how long now, quite a few months. And at first, I did not care at all about the activity tracker in the Apple Watch, the rings. But, you know, it's there. And I have the, the um, I don't know, what do we want to call it? The watch face, the home screen of my app to where those rings are in the lower uh, left-hand corner. So they're always there. And then it started to get at me. It started to, you know, I'd look at like, you have um, your move goal, which is just your calories burned um, per day from movement, not taking into account your, your BMR, right? Then you have your exercise goal, which is you actually um, doing some exercise that's getting your heart rate high enough that the watch is registering it as exercise. It also integrates really well with the workout um, application inside of the watch. It'll pick up on that. Um, and then the inside one is the stand goal, which I think is two minutes of every hour um, that you're standing and moving uh, to get uh, credit towards that goal. And then, so here's what's cool is that all of a sudden, even though I don't, I didn't necessarily really care about those things, I'm not on the floor coaching as much as I used to be because I'm more running back end things with the gym. I'm sitting down with people having their initial onboarding conversations and getting to know them and gathering the information that we need to put them in the best position to be successful. But point being, I wasn't, uh, I'm not as physically active in my day-to-day work as I once was. And so as I started paying attention to it, it was like, hey dude, um, you're actually not getting that much movement in that big calorie goal. And while again, I don't really care about a calorie goal, it, it got in my head of like, okay, well now like I wanna, I wanna close that ring in order to, as, as you get close to the goal, the ring is, is filling in, filling in, filling in. If you hit your goal, the ring closes, right? And then you get awards. Oh my gosh, I got an award. I closed my move uh, ring for the first time. I don't know if that was really a goal, but there's different goals where it's like, you've closed this ring X number of days in a row, like awesome cool right and i noticed that by just starting to pay attention to these things which is not even what i bought the apple watch for i actually bought it to minimize my screen time because i kind of audit like oh i got a vibration uh looks like a text message came in i can look and see what the text is on my watch i can answer the text um just with like the voice control on there and then not go down the rabbit hole of grabbing my phone and next thing I know my thumbs just automatically clicking on Facebook or Instagram and I'm in the world of scrolling. It worked great for that. It worked great for changing my behavior with that. Not a fitness tracker, but another thing where it was awesome for changing my behavior. But bringing it back to the rings, it almost accidentally became uh a a big win once I started to pay attention to those metrics and those metrics again started to drive my behavior. And right now, worth it or waste, I would say that I'm, I'm in between. Because one of the things that I noticed is when I feel best, right? When I feel best, uh, when I'm, when I am, I don't know, what do I want to say? Like looking the way that I want to look, huh? I happen to be moving a lot more. My step count happens to be a lot higher, which is another thing that's not one of the rings, but it's down lower in the report um, from the Apple Watch. When those things are higher, I'm feeling better, my energy's better, um, my body fat is more in line with where I want it. And so where I'm at right now is that I'm very focused on making sure that I hit my step goal every day. 
which for now I have at 7,000 steps. And you might be thinking 7,000, it's supposed to be 10,000 steps. Yeah, most days I do get around 10,000 steps, sometimes more, but I won't settle for less than 7,000. And you might be thinking, that's really weird, Chris, because everyone knows you're supposed to get 10,000 steps. But that's not really the truth. If you don't know, you probably don't know. I didn't know this. Um, I'm gonna be reading something off here. The 10,000 step recommendation, I'm throwing up air quotes, is not scientific at all. So here's what happened. Pedometers were sold in Japan in the 1960s under the name Manpoke. I might be totally screwing up that uh, pronunciation, but Manpoke, which translates to 10,000 steps meter. That's it. They basically made a, a pedometer and the name of it translated to 10,000 steps meter, which made people go, oh, if it's called that, I should probably, you know, try and hit 10,000 steps every day. And then because that was like, it, it just, people ran with it, it was like 10,000 steps, 10,000 steps. There were actually some studies conducted around 10,000 steps. One study found that women who increased their step count to nearly 10,000 steps a day reduced their blood pressure after 24 weeks. Another study of overweight women found that walking 10,000 steps a day improved their glucose levels. So there's no magic to 10,000 steps. It's not that benefits start at 10,000 steps, but it is a good goal. So why did I pick 7,000 steps as my minimum? Well, 7,000 steps, number one, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, this is not something that, that I made up. This is something that we got from the wonderful folks over at Strength Matters in the UK. Love their stuff. Um, and they start talking about 7,000 steps. And I'm like, why are they saying 7,000? You know, same thing you might be thinking. Everyone says 10,000. And so I started looking into it, like why 10,000 steps a day? And here's something interesting. Um, another thing I'm gonna read, uh, and this is from uh, Live Science. Walking 10,000 steps a day is not an official recommendation from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Instead, it's the CDC, instead the agency recommends adults engage in 150 minutes of moderate activity a week, such as brisk walking. To meet the CDC's recommendation, you need to walk about 7,000 to 8,000 steps a day. So that's why I've made, okay, with that understanding, I'm not gonna settle for less than 7,000 steps a day. Most days, again, I crush that. But if there are days where I'm desk bound, um, I'm in meeting after meeting, I'm, I'm sitting down with folks, and I'm just not up and on my feet as much, it's been awesome in that that 7,000 step goal has driven my behavior to go, I gotta get these steps in. And the reason why I say worth it or waste, I'm still kind of in the middle is, it's maybe more mindful of my movement, but uh, it's still worth it. But if I wasn't wearing the Apple Watch, it's really hard to estimate your step count. There's some days where I look and I'm like, oh, holy crap, I'm, I'm already at, you know, whatever, or I'm only at this, whereas in my head, maybe I thought I was at another end of the spectrum, whichever way it may be. So um, definitely still worth it and definitely still driving my behavior. But if tomorrow the Apple Watch went away, I don't know. I'm curious to see what would happen with my behaviors. I know I've always prioritized movement, but I'm just curious if, if it would really uh, stick once I didn't have certainty of where I was really at. But again, I think that's still worth it because the certainty that it provides is definitely driving my behaviors. So um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's kind of my filter for these things. I, I hope that helps give you something to think about. If you're going to wear a fitness tracker, don't just track metrics to track metrics. The metrics should 
maybe, you know, like the aura ring, they should get you curious. That curiosity leads you to start looking for answers of how you could improve things. And then those answers start to drive some experiments that drive behavior that create new habits. Totally, totally worth it. Or like my experience with the Apple Watch, maybe those things start to make you aware of uh, deficiencies in, you know, movement like the step count or maybe, you know, kind of built right in with it, the calorie count, um, tracking your workouts. Like, like, like one more thing on that. It's like, I work out, uh, regimented workouts five days a week, active every single day. But I can also tell you that that is driven behavior and that I'll get upset if, uh, and it's funny to say this, like if my workouts aren't at a high enough intensity to where the the watch really registers it. So I make a point to go in and make sure that I use the workout app to say I'm doing functional strength training right now, so it's registering my time. Um, so driving my behavior in that way, but it's more so from like a competitive nature. That one, it's fun. I, I genuinely enjoy it, but I'm not working out additionally because of the watch, but I care about the metric. I don't know. I, I don't know what my, my stance is on that, but it's just an interesting observation. Um, and where I think that that could be really, really good is, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. But I've said it before on another episode, I think another, uh, kind of addition to that, the definition of insanity is doing things and not tracking any kind of results, any kind of baseline, not knowing where you are and doing the thing anyways, like that sounds insane to me. If, if we're going to do something, we should have an idea of whether it's worthwhile um, and, and getting us a result that we want. And if someone maybe had a mindset similar to me with the Apple Watch where you aren't already into a consistent movement practice and the competitiveness of wanting to close those rings, one, just drove you to be more active and then being more active led you to find things that you enjoy that leads you to adopt behaviors that it's just now part of your identity that, you know, you go to the gym five days a week like me, or you go and play pickleball with friends or, you know, whatever. Um, then I think that's awesome. And I think that's totally, totally worth it. So fitness trackers are awesome, but if you're just wearing it to get data and you're not sure why it's probably a waste. So, uh, wear your fitness trackers, get curious about what you learn, run some experience, uh, some experiments, change your behaviors based on how those experiments are going. Those behaviors come habit and it is 100% worth it. And I'll leave you with one last thing. I talked about 7,000 steps today and there's four things that uh, we've changed in, I don't want to say we've changed them, but there's four things that we're now having brand new members of Beyond Strength focus on all members. But when we sit down, we initially talk about these things. For the longest time, people would join and we would try and get them going with a consistent workout routine and focusing on their nutrition. But what we found was when we are trying to get a movement practice going and we're trying to work on our nutrition, we do okay with movement and we do okay with nutrition. And we, I don't even know if I would argue that we get okay results sometimes due to that. So what we've changed this year is to build a really good foundation of habits. And again, thank you to the fine folks over at Strength Matters, um, kind of adopted this from them, is 
walk, water, sleep, triple seven. So bringing it back to using your uh, activity tracker and tracking some things. And for us, we've added a fourth. So it's workout, walk, water, sleep. So workout at least three days a week and workout being resistance training, get into the gym at least three days a week. Uh, walk at least 7,000 steps a day. Water at least seven large glasses a day. Sleep at least seven hours a night. And we just talked about how with the Apple Watch, you can track your workouts. So I'd say close that uh, workout ring um, at least three days a week through resistance training. Walk, you can see that through the step tracker in the Apple Watch. Pretty much any fitness tracker. I'm just speaking to the one that I'm familiar with. Water, probably not tracking it in your fitness tracker unless you're you're using some type of a nutrition thing where um, you're typing in you know things that you consumed, but seven glasses of water. And then sleep, at least seven hours of sleep a night. And most fitness trackers, activity trackers at this point uh, do track that. So just to bring this thing home, if you're like, what, what would be good things to track? Those four things. Work out at least three days a week. Walk at least 7,000 steps a day. Drink at least seven large glasses of water a day. And sleep at least seven hours a night. If you work on integrating those behaviors into your life and you use your fitness tracker to drive those behaviors, you're gonna really like where you wind up. Months from now, I mean, even sooner, you're gonna feel it right away, but especially um, in how you look, how you're moving, how you're feeling, if you consistently do those four things day in, day out, I guess I should say week in, week out, since it's three days a week of working out, um, you're gonna really like where you're at. So if you're looking for something to track, track those things, all right? That does it for this episode. Talk to you guys soon. If you are not a current member of BSP Nova, you have got to get in here. We've actually got a free week for you, okay? Free week, get in here and experience the BSP Nova difference. Workouts that are custom designed for you and your goals to actually get you stronger, boost energy, improve cardio, burn fat. 100% trainer-led sessions, so you are never left struggling to figure things out on your own. We're going to hook you up with a 12-week anti-diet nutrition coaching program. You're going to discover what you need to do to look, move, and feel amazing without spending countless hours in the kitchen and genuinely get off the diet roller coaster, the, the yo-yo effect forever. We're also going to hook you up with three jam-packed healthy recipe cookbooks. We're talking 150 recipes, including high protein, plant-based, and vegan options. Uh, and so that you know what to do on your off days, I'm throwing up air quotes right now, you're going to have access to our on-demand library of at-home metabolic conditioning and yoga classes. You're also going to be paired up with an accountability coach who's going to be checking in with you um, and just making sure that you're taken care of in, in every aspect. You've never experienced anything like this, I promise you. So... Uh, what you're going to want to do is go to bspnova.com, bspnova.com, click the button to claim your free week. You're going to fill out a short little form, hit submit, and then we'll be in touch to get the party started. And if for some reason, all of that, you're still on the fence and you're like, I kind of just want to chat, come over, check the place out first. Awesome. You're still going to go to bspnova.com. You're going to click a button that says, click here to chat first fill out a different form. Um, we'll be in touch and uh, whatever we need to do to, to help you uh, put your mind at ease, bring you in, hop on the phone, you name it. 
we got you. So either way, looking forward to chatting with you and meeting you soon. And uh, go now, bsbnova.com, claim your free week, or uh, let's chat. Talk to you soon.